0: Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1,469. Today, why did Chewie trust Han in the first place? Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnigan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars seven by seven. So I've been thinking about Solo, A Star Wars Story, a little bit here and there. You know, it just pops up in my head anyway in general. And still thrilled about the scene where Chewie takes over the co-pilot's chair officially. And just think, wow, I'm so glad that I got to see that depicted on screen. I think it was just super awesome. But what I got to thinking about recently was the question of why Chewbacca decided to trust Han in the first place. When there was really no reason for him to. now think back to the movie and the scene where Han gets dumped into that mud pit and Chewbacca comes out and from his perspective he sees just a guy in an imperial uniform and that has to be a bad sign to begin with right Chewie has no reason to suspect that Han would be anything other than Another Imperial who just doesn't deserve to live. And that's, of course, how things start off with their relationship with Chewbacca. Throwing him around like a rag doll and then looks like he's about to shove him all the way under the mud. Pretty horrible way to die, to be sure. And then Han manages to come out with one of the few words... I guess he speaks a little, he says. It's not necessarily a few words, but it's enough to get by. Because, I mean, how do you come up with the secret battle of pretend? I mean, that's a pretty advanced concept in general. But uh, he comes out with... A few words in the Wookiee language. So here we go. Pronunciation on Star Wars Seven by Seven is always a dangerous thing. Shriyuk, Shriyuk. Oh, man, I think what needs to happen is on Wikipedia. You know how sometimes Wikipedia has audio files for pronunciations and things. Well, I think Wikipedia could probably use some of that too. Anyway, so he comes out with that, which obviously startles Chewie and gets his attention, and at least makes it so that he's going to stop a while. But there's still no reason to trust. Han whatsoever. I mean, he's still a guy in an Imperial uniform. He's not telling Chewie that he's, you know, just accidentally an Imperial or anything like that. Not in the slightest, you know? So what is it about this whole thing? You know, Chewie could be hearing this whole secret battle of pretend thing and thinking, yeah, okay, I see what he's saying. He has a point, like we can bust out of here. And that's, you know, why I want to bust out of here. But then they're all running off in different directions. At least that's what they're trying to do. And Han has to convince him, hey, I've got friends and they'll get us off the planet here. Again, why would Chewie trust him? And I grant you, you have to take into account the fact that Chewie is 190 years old at this point. So he's been around the block two or three times or 20 or 30 times by comparison with the human lifetime. So he probably has a little bit more of... An understanding of human behavior and a little bit more of an instinct for this sort of thing than your average bear. And so, yeah, he's going to be able to make probably a better judgment overall. And I think probably that conversation helped a little bit being able to say, hey, I've got friends here, they're going to get us out of here and, you know, help me take off. But, you know, when they were taking off and they're having to wait for as long as they did, it certainly makes you wonder whether Chewie was thinking like, mm, I don't know about this. This isn't necessarily seeming to work. But Chewie's had to trust some very unusual people over the years, too, and has made some mistakes in that regard. According to the solo official guide from DK Publishing, he had made a mistake trusting a bounty hunter who ultimately sold him off to the Imperials. And so, yeah, he's obviously made his share of mistakes as well. But I'll tell you, I think the thing that finally solved it for me, honestly, it's kind of right there in front of your face. And it was the very first thing. It's the fact that Han speaks any of the Wookiee language at all. I don't think any Imperial has taken it upon themselves to learn the language of any other species. Like, I think that's utterly an uncommon thing now granted you've got Grand Admiral Thrawn but you know he's a whole separate entity entirely I mean he's not even human to begin with but what human is bothered to learn the language of any other non-human species you know I mean maybe there's been somebody who thinks a bit like Thrawn and thinks well maybe we need to learn the language so that way there's some strategic value but it's probably more in the range of like cryptography like people are looking at it from that perspective just to interpret it put it through universal translators or something like that nobody's actually trying to learn the language, learn to speak it or anything. So That I think is ultimately what really did it for Chewie. The fact that a human has not only attempted to learn a few words in their language, but to learn to speak it as best as he possibly can. It's not exactly an easy language, right? And maybe trust is too serious a word. You know, maybe Chewie doesn't trust him just yet, but the fact that he can speak a little bit of the Wookiee language is enough for him to go, okay, maybe this guy isn't just like every other guy in an imperial uniform. Maybe it's It's worth considering what this guy has to say. So, yeah, maybe trust, you know, maybe he's not all the way there just yet. And it takes a little time to work into. But, hey, the possibility is there. And that's kind of cool to see it happen and develop on screen. So that's pretty much it, you know, just spending time, hanging out, thinking about Han and Chewie, you know, we got to see their relationship develop, you know, just makes me happy and hopefully makes you happy too. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll do Last Jedi trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7 by 7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So last time I asked you what Poe Dameron asks Leia permission for once the First Order shows up, and that is to hop into an X-Wing and blow something up. And today's question for you, what does Leia say the First Order fighters will do if they get the Resistance ships out of range of the main guns of the Supremacy and all the First Order Star Destroyers? And that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And Hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's destiny unleashed.